the Cannabishes. Welcome to High Tea. High Tea is a high vibe cannabis entertainment company for women who also love weed. This is a thoughtful and blunt exploration of pot and its magic, the role it has in the lives and processes of cool and creative people everywhere, and an evolving cannabis culture we're seeing happen before our very eyes. We're elevating perceptions with every episode. Listen up as we go in. Welcome back, my cannabishes, to the next episode of your favorite podcast. I'm your grateful host, Jen Newton, otherwise known as Newts, and this is High Tea Life. I was about to ask how everyone was doing out there, and I stopped myself. It's kind of a loaded question these days. I've mentioned in past episodes, my dad has had Parkinson's for two decades. And the question, how are you now severely annoys him. And in fact, it's totally off the table. I'm not allowed to ask. And I totally get it between his condition, the extreme amount of medication that anybody who suffers is on, and the sort of general outlook on things. You know, he finds positivity difficult to source and and answer me with, and I get it. Along a similar vein, my sincere answer to the question, how are you, is I don't know how I feel, (laughs) honestly. (laughs) Some days I'm up, some days I'm down, and some days I'm consumed by, you know, an existential future-forward dread that I can only solve with an app. But one thing is very clear, mental wellness has never been harder to come by. It's potentially the biggest threat to our society amongst many right now, right? We are all stressed, most of us are anxious, Many of us have PTSD and other traumas that we're working through. And all of this was the case prior to a worldwide pandemic and lockdown. We're seeing the start of reality's sort of ripple effect on the health and happiness of the people that we love. And right now, the outlook does not look good. The active quest for mental health is arguably the most important work we can all be doing at this time. As you guys know, we're here to illuminate the full spectrum of plant medicines. And the truth is, cannabis is not always the right medicine in the right moment. I find it accelerates or exacerbates the state I'm currently in. So if that's positive, great. But if that's not, not so great. And there's really a world of wonder waiting to be discovered when it comes to plant healing. And there's no doubt about it, it's the shroom boom that's going to be the next wave of legalization that we're headed towards because of its medicinal practice. In studies of adults with major depression, psilocybin treatment reported large reductions in depressive symptoms across the board. And we're having conversations opening up about other psychedelics as well. But today's conversations are about these shroomies. At the start of quarantine, I was talking smack. I was joking, but not joking about weed not being enough, not helping me out the way it used to. And in humor veritas, right, I was, I felt somehow stuck. I I mean, I was locked in the house, but yeah, you know what I mean. I had this pack of microdosing capsules that I'd given to a friend who suffered through depression and who was looking for a more natural alternative. She'd ended up giving it back to me. Around January, February, I started sort of 
blindly taking them, not quite knowing what I was doing, just popping one every few days. And I started moving forward. I started having realizations and ahas and ideas in ways that I felt I hadn't been able to. I needed to learn more. Generally, psychedelics are known to reduce the neural activity linked to rumination and negative thinking patterns, which are so prominent in all mental health disorders. This allows thinking in a new way through increased connectivity between brain regions that don't usually communicate with each other. Alongside those benefits, microdosing is also known to heighten creativity and mood. Today, I'm talking to May and Aaron. They're the founders of Vellum Health, also known as Inner Mystic. May's background is in psychotherapy, and Aaron's family was one of the first organic mushroom cultivators in Canada. They're a couple, and together they're now on a mission to keep mental health accessible, affordable, and fun if you want it to be. We're going to explore everything to do with a microdose reality, what it is, why it helps people, and how to start. I'm going to give you my apologies in advance because May's sound is a touch hard to hear. I think they were sharing one microphone. So cute. But to make up for it, we're offering a code that offers you 15% off all Vellum Health products forever. Type in high tea to redeem. Listen up. Let's go on a journey. This is High Tea Life. How are you? Good. Glad to be here. Good. Yeah. We've definitely been uh, looking forward to it. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to meet you and put a face to your beautiful brand and everything. I've actually been a long time consumer of your brand oh really for like a few years for years actually like my weed guy would hook me up with vellum and that's how I got the original pack of the microdose it is that's our original pack the very first one well it still works (laughs) it worked actually (laughs) beautifully which is why I'm like think it's always divine timing when I have these conversations and when I meet people it's a beautiful time for us to connect not only in my personal process and my personal journey with it, but I, I always like, I don't know what to say because I want to say shroomies, but I don't want to give them disrespect. Oh, you're not, the um, only, you're, yeah, you're not. Philosophic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know we get serious, um, <laughs> but it's also, I think such a timely like time in the world to be talking about what magic psilocybin and mushrooms and zoomies are bringing to people. I was just going to say about your point towards the focus on mental health support Mm -hmm. right now. I think it is so important. And we talk a lot about the need for like ritual and ceremony. That's really sort of missing. And psilocybin and psychedelics can really bring some of that back for people. So it's kind of a more like a deeper element to it. Absolutely. Really, you know, you can go into it thinking it's recreational, but it's a complete mind, body, wellness, reframing and journey, right? Um, Absolutely. And mental health is the biggest crisis we're in out of all of the crises that we're in. And that was before COVID, even. So yeah. Yeah, sure. absolutely. And it's the root, and it's the root, you know, cause of like a bunch of the other crises anyway. Exactly. You know what I mean? If you can do something to eliminate that, then it you know it has effects across yeah, the board on for a sure. A beautiful socially. domino effect. But so I'm curious to know just a bit about you guys, about May and Aaron. 
what your backgrounds are and how you came to have a love for the measure. Yeah, okay. Um, I'll speak first a little bit. Um, I'm from BC, I grew up on the West Coast. So I was raised by hippies. Amazing. Um, so drugs and experimenting with drugs and psychedelic drugs um, and like literally eating mushrooms out of the woods was like a pretty big part of my teenagerhood. And um, I'm finishing my master's in clinical counseling right now. So I have a bit of a psychology background. Also um, come from a family where there's a lot of historical, like genetic depressive issues, um, manic depression and mental health issues. So there's a lot of personal levels of interest for me. And then as a practitioner, I really want tools that can actually help support people. Um, And so I've found microdosing in particular to be incredibly effective compared to a lot of other options that people have. How about you, Aaron? Well, um, as far as my story is basically about 25 years ago, uh, my father started really getting interested in mushrooms and going on a deep dive into all the benefits. And he was on a tip doing yoga and Eastern stuff and the culture over there. It's so deeply ingrained. So we, he started a mushroom farm, essentially. We started like a small business, Amazing. which at the time I didn't think was so great. But, uh, you know, we started growing mushrooms, all different types. It was a commercial shiitake and oyster operation. We were doing like shiitake logs and stuff like that. We were facilitating. We were one of the first organic farms in Ontario or like Eastern Canada really doing mushrooms organically. You know, we, we just, we had, I've got experience doing growing and cultivation and it's just something and it's been in the family like that. It's been almost 30 years now. Wow. This is like, it's forces all meeting together at the right timing. That's um, how so, we saw it too. So you both grew up fully immersed in the culture of, on a bigger scale, nature and connected to nature, which exactly. is I think probably at the root of a lot of our mental health issues too, right now, you know, you've tumbled that into, you know, not only something entrepreneurial, but something that's truly helping people, which is just incredible. I have just, my brain goes everywhere. I have so many questions. I had your whole mushrooms as well as your micro doses. And I found that what my favorite thing to do was to nibble a little bit of the cap and nibble a little bit of the stem and go walk in the woods. Now I've got no idea what I was dosing. I have no idea how much it was. It just kind of like went with it. Uh, for me, it was maybe a microdose because I was been smack talking my whole life that mushrooms didn't work on me because I can have three <laughs> grams and just be like happy, you know? Yeah. yeah. I was called back to nature by using them. So in a way, I feel like I was microdosing. Yeah, absolutely. Then what I have started recently doing and what I just finished throughout January and February, which probably were the best months to do it, was I just blindly went into your microdose capsules. Just felt a little happier on those days. I think kind of out of the norm. But the other days, I was having ahas. I was having just moments where I was like, ooh, I didn't show up as my best self then or ah, I need to do this. And I was just having, and they were very emotional and not always happy, but they felt important. What is microdosing and why is it all we're hearing about right now? What is it taking people through that makes them have these mental health building block opportunities? That's an awesome question. (laughs) We were just we sort of narrowed it down to a couple key ways that microdosing can help support our expansion. 
And one of the main ways is that the microdosing interrupts repetitive or unwanted types of thinking. And so we actually have more of a choice and control over where our attention is going. So just that alone creates a space for us to have a different perspective on what's going on and on ourselves. It's kind of like a little sort of gap in reality that we can access and see things more clearly. Yeah. And the slight shift of perspective and just that openness, then, you know, that allows you to maybe see things, you know, that you're looking at anyway, the same things that are going through your head. But even that slight shift just gives you a way to break out of that pattern or that repetitive cycle of what's going on. Because even though you think about these things all the time, you know, you you can't make progress or you don't really get a breakthrough. It's 100% why I tell people I feel like they should write. Because in our heads, in our thoughts, we can just spin over and over in the same place, like burrowing deeper. But when you write, you put something down and then you're forced to kind of move forward onto the next logical thing and you're forced to move through it. And that's kind of exactly what it feels like. Higher bird's eye view Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. what you're in. Forest through the trees. Exactly. 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 And even if it's just a little clue and then it starts and then it starts leading you there because and that's the way it is, because it's almost like its effects are, like you said, that the next day, it's very different from a drug or other things that people might be taking for mental health and stuff like that, because it's not doing anything to you. It's almost like the anti-drug. It's letting you see the things, you know, that were already internal. And it just gives you that ability to the next day, see yourself and be yourself a little bit more, be more comfortable with that. And it's easy to make progress. It seems to move blocks out of the way mm-hmm. that way efficiently. So is that really how it serves mental health? Is that it that it forces you forward? Well, I think the next day piece that you're talking about is the integration piece. Mm. It's giving us ourselves an opportunity to process the awareness that we have on the actual microdosing days. So I think it's through the processing that we benefit from it largely. It really is the down days. I think it gives you, even if, like you said, it brings up things and sometimes it's not happy and it's not nice, but it gives you sort of a safe space to have those emotions Mm -hmm. and stuff like that without it going out of control. You're able to almost experience the thing and sort of like let yourself get past it or see, you know, the other side of it. And it's very hard. I mean, things get very clouded, whether it's, you know, stress or I mean, uh, addiction stuff or substance stuff or relationships or any of those things. It's impossible because your whole identity is there. Right. And then so you have to you've got all these things, you know, mental hurdles and stuff inside your head that it doesn't allow you to just sort of let the the feelings be there. And it gives you that different it gives you a slight reframe of it, even though it seems very simple. That's what it, that's what it's all about. You know, people are, you, people can get stuck on anything and you get stuck on an emotional thing or a trauma or anything like that. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it, you can't just say, it's like, oh, well, you know, you'll get over it or it seems simple from the outside looking in. But that if it was that simple, then we wouldn't be in this situation, you know, that we wouldn't be looking for answers like this. And we all have it. We all have the something. Yeah. Truly. Whatever degree it is. Yeah. I mean, some people are dealing with it and some people are able to manage these different things and that's really life. And then some people aren't. So is the nuance and the beauty in the micro of the dose? Because I know sometimes if you take too many mushrooms, you can go deep into it and it can sort of get out of your control. So is that? In my opinion, and based on what I learned in school, I think it is the combination of being both outside of yourself and in a state of consciousness, conscious awareness. 
because you're sort of bringing these tidbits back into conscious awareness when we're fully fully in a really intense psychedelic experience it's very hard to keep one foot in sort of the conscious place um, and it makes it harder to integrate that stuff when we're actually living our lives every day it's not this controlled environment there's a lot more opportunities to practice those triggers and those um, emotional experiences or the kind of experience we want to create and how active is your integration process supposed to be? Is it something that just kind of floats down and comes to you? Or are you really, is it something you're really supposed to be working through? It depends on what your goals are for microdosing, I think, okay. or, you know, what, what you're trying to do with them. So I see where the divine forces kind of combined and the passions became entrepreneurial. How long has Vellum Health been around and what's the vision and the mission for what you're doing? About two years, I would say. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It was since it, in its sort of present state, I think it's been it's been two years now. It's been uh, it seemed like it's been longer, but it's, uh, I know <laughs> it's like time years. is flying. Our goal is really to have mental health care be affordable and accessible and to have people have a sense of personal control over their mental health that isn't pharmaceutically based unless that's necessary. We're not anti-pharmaceutical at all. But I think a lot of people could benefit from a perspective change and an easing of like this incredible weight of stress and the mental burdens that we're carrying. And I don't think that needs a long-term pharmaceutical solution for a lot of people. And I really support medicine that people can grow on their own. So there's sort of a social justice um, bent <laughs> to what we're trying to do. I love that. I'm all about that. Yeah. And we want to have, give people access to a reliable like an accessible product and a way to that try experiences and sort of start this journey. So that's important. That's important. You know what I mean? Just sort of place, you know, in the way that the market is and everything's happening so fast, right. And everyone's going to this, you know, before there's, before there's regulations or before there's anything like that, you know, we are trying to throw our hat in and create a safe space like that. And destigmatize the use of plant medicine. Absolutely. So do you call it plant medicine, even though it's a fungi? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Someone busted my balls for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you want to make it, it's like a catch-all term, I guess, but at the same time, it's like, if you're being accurate, technically it's not, but I mean, that's sort of the umbrella. That's sort of the, the, the you know, the, the whole, the whole thing. So, I mean, I don't have to, I think that's okay. <laughs> Mother earth magic. Mother that's earth medicine, I mean. <laughs> you know? Yeah, maybe there's a, yeah, maybe there's a better word, but still. Brought up so many things for me because I think the, this gray market kind of stage that we're in, like you're getting a lot of global attention about psilocybin or mental mm -hmm. wellness. So you're getting a lot of fungi rush, call it, the way you got a green rush to the cannabis industry where you got, just have a ton of people throwing their hat in the ring and maybe mm. you know you know some founders just money chasing and after it for the wrong motivations so can we talk about mushrooms on a grand wider scale and just why mushrooms are all the rage right now you're hearing a ton about adaptogens and stuff what does that even do and are psychedelic mushrooms an adaptogen hmm interesting question no i don't i don't know if they are because it's like i mean maybe it's, it's in mood regulation and all those things like that they have sort of effects like that you know that they you mm. could be you could look at it even like ashwagandha and stuff like that but i don't think there's i don't think there's any actual scientific evidence or any way to actually like claim that or anything I mean, adaptogenic mushrooms generally are extremely powerful and helpful that's why we use them in our blends yeah so i have your blends in front of me i have all your things in front of me 
we've got the psilocybe. I mean, I'm just now learning and clearly I should have known that there's all these different cultivars of mushrooms, the way there are cultivars of cannabis and they make you probably Mm -hmm. feel different things. Mm -hmm. And then also is lion's mane and cordyceps. And this one has red reishi and ashwagandha. And those are just things that you keep hearing about from a wider wellness conversation. That's interesting. That's an interesting question. Yeah, there is a lot, you know, and there's a lot of information and it's like, there's a the gap. It's sort of, I guess, education or people, you know, people using mushrooms in the you know, sort of Western world for like health and stuff like that. And in other parts of the world, it's pretty well established mm-hmm. and like, you know, different mushrooms are for this or, or for that or how they help your body in certain ways. And really, I mean, it's, it's all just starting here right mm-hmm. so there is there's a lot of information and you know people you know things are happening fast too especially with products like these so i mean we tried to use sort of established uh ingredients that sort of have that that certain people or certain aspects have been uh you know people are understanding and people want to get the effects from those mushrooms too uh like the lion's mane like the lion's mane is a very key ingredient because it promotes the nerve growth and neurogenesis in the brain when combined with the psilocybin. Mm. Uh, So that was a main ingredient that we want to get in. Uh, The mushrooms are really great for, you know, regulating a lot of different things in your body. Uh, They're anti-cancer, you know, and they're generally anti-inflammatory. Anti-inflammatory. That's the core of so many mental and physical conditions, especially in the West. I didn't know they were anti-inflammatory. That's a big one. And it's just, it, it's, it creates it's important for the brain too, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. And what's it. interesting is that there's an interplay between actual physiological changes in the brain, like in the actual physical body, that also affects the kind of like emotional, psychological, spiritual piece. Of course. Um, so generally medicines tend to work on either or. They're either working on you physically or they're working on like brain neurological patterns. Whereas the combination of psilocybin and lion's mane is actually doing both. There's a real physiological effect happening in your brain. Yeah, that's the main you know idea behind what we're trying to do with the products. Integrate the mind and body to create an overall wellness. And actual rewiring. You know, right. it's not a temporary thing. We're actually trying to give people tools to create lasting changes. And the changes that we can really make are neurological. That's what we know now about the brain. Everything is so dictated by how that's working and how stress hormones are being processed there. You've got a bunch of different ways you're calling it's small batch micro and macro dosing. So you can go mm-hmm. super low, almost ideal for beginners, medium, you can start to journey or you can dive in psychedelically and have your trip. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've always heard that one of my mushroom friendly friends, Riley Cote, he was the person who started introducing me to microdosing. He told me that it was important to do both. The micro and macrodosing actually play hand in hand and that he takes, he microdoses for three weeks and then he takes a hero's journey, which he described as a five gram journey or something around there. I'm curious about from your perspective, I mean, clearly you have people coming to the company who are at all different levels. How do you sort of integrate someone new into their microdosing journey? How do I decide in other words? Yeah, totally. It's interesting (laughs) that you brought that up. We were just talking about how we could potentially introduce the idea of combining macro and micro dosing. Um, Riley's right, definitely. 
as with everything, it depends what your goals are. There's some really powerful effects that you can get from macro dosing. Some of the main things are when you are processing like heavy trauma or grief, when you are trying to like reduce substance use of some kind. That could be anything from serious hard drugs to cigarettes to food, any any compulsive behavior. The awarenesses that you get when you do a microdose, when you're working on something particular like that, can be extended and really amplified through strategic microdosing after the macrodose. So constant macrodoses, I think, would be really hard on somebody because it really is the integration period and the understanding and then living from that awareness that sort of has lasting change. If you're working on something quite serious or you're wanting to get in better touch with yourself, you know, raise consciousness, um, macro dosing can be really powerful. It's just about having enough safety, you know, so that you are taken care of and you don't have any other obligations and you sort of know what you're getting into. A five gram dose is definitely one for like an athletic male. Yeah. <laughs> I Sounds definitely, like. when, when we talk to people about microdosing and macrodosing, we say that body mass, the food that you consume generally and around the time of micro or macrodosing, and whether or not you consume other substances like alcohol, cannabis, other drugs, those will all really affect the impact of them. So just okay. keep those things in mind. I was just going to ask how do cannabis and psilocybin interplay? Do you recommend that we people keep the experiences separate? Well, we're both really heavy pop smokers. Like, no, but the thing is for some people, can overdosing it can be a lot. Consuming too much cannabis can be quite nauseating for some people. And right. some people can also get an upset stomach. Um, there's different ways to macrodose. They can be a bit upsetting depending on how your stomach is. So if you consume cannabis normally, for sure, go for it as much okay. as you would normally. Just use it as you would. If you don't consume cannabis at all and you're going to do a big mushroom trip, I wouldn't start consuming cannabis. Not your moment. Yeah. Not your moment. Yeah. yeah, not your moment to practice. The magical thing about microdosing is that there's such, we haven't had any and the, the scientific literature hasn't indicated any contraindications with SSRIs or antidepressants or anti-anxiety medications. That is um, amazing. The only thing is, yeah, SSRIs and some antidepressants actually block the ability to feel psilocybin. So for people who are looking to treat it with depression, they may experience lower symptoms or need a higher, or sorry, lower effects or need a higher dose to experience. The Interesting. That is good to know. Um, you also brought up an interesting point in your list, which was diet. Mm. Is that something that is important that, you know, you're clean, you're feeling clean going into it? Because like, and my friend told me I eat like a university student, like, <laughs> <laughs> so it does the, is it the fat sort of in your system that affects how it all processes? Like um, any food that's processed slowly is going to slow down your metabolism. So that will in interfere with how quickly the uptake is. Okay. I mean, I'm of two minds. I'm like, yes, like as one, you know, as clean of a diet, even though I don't believe in dirty food or anything, but I'm just trying to eat a lot of fiber, fruits and vegetables and drink a lot of water would be ideal. On the okay. other hand, you don't need anything. You right. can eat a microdose or, you know what I mean? You can enjoy and receive the benefits to whatever degree you're able to show up. Really I like that. To know that. Yeah. Wherever you're at, they are available to you. And as you build this relationship with yourself, you will just inevitably choose healthier things or you'll know what it feels like to eat junk food and you won't like it. So you just make a different choice, you know? It's yeah. You might a, be compelled no, away from it. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's no rules at all. And there's no judgment about people's lifestyles. It's 
the magic of it is that it can meet you wherever you are. True. I mean, I'm hearing a lot of people are coming and bringing that information to me too. They're like, okay, I'm doing this cleanse and I'm doing that cleanse before. And I mean, I guess if you're looking for a big spiritual journey, that obviously, I mean, even gut health, that and just having having less in there, and that is going to you're going to your contact is going to be easier and you're going to feel it more. Yeah. So it would definitely help. But like she said, I mean, it's certainly not necessary. And like a lot of people, and it's also got a lot of value just using it in your daily routine, you know, and to get you started towards something like that. You know, it's not necessarily a prerequisite. It's almost a good way to set yourself on the path to being able to do those things. Like she said, better choices. One of my teachers has an amazing saying about that stuff. And it is travel light, go far. So if you're not weighed down, you have like more uh, more ability to sort of transcend different states and contact like your higher. I'm feeling that vibe right now, May. <laughs> I feel that. I'm glad. I'm channeling. <laughs> I was taking the Enhance, a hundred milligram dose, ideal for beginners or medium level of experience. One to two caps to start. I was taking one, like maybe every other day or something. I was probably taking it wrong. Feels like present, joyful, introspective, 100% what it felt like, while it also kind of felt energizing, happy, and uplift. How do I do it right? Now that I have this, I have like basically a starter kit in front of me. How do I start? How do I do this right? Because I'm actually a couple weeks without it and I'm missing it so much. I'm really just desiring to feel light again. We were just talking about this. And you were actually doing it pretty right for somebody. Okay. <laughs> I was just guessing. Yeah. Good to know. We definitely recommend starting as low as possible just because our tolerance does build up. So starting with one or two flows, which is the 50 milligram is what we okay. recommend. And then definitely you, your instinct was totally right to wait one or two days in between doses to give yourself a chance to, for the rewiring to happen, for the realizations to happen, for the awarenesses to bubble up. And then I per, like I like to use them a bit more recreationally. Um, so if I was, you know, going to meet up with my friends or on the weekend or something, I might eat two or three over the course of one day. Okay, good to know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you can use them as a protocol, and you can use them a little bit more like day specific. As or needed. Event. Yeah, event specific. <laughs> <laughs> but the actual protocol. We just recommend at least one or two days in between dosages. And then you can stay at the same dose as long as you can until it doesn't have the same effect. And then just level up by as little as possible. Keep it low budget. Yeah. <laughs> and it, like we said, what like we just discussed before, I think it is, it's critical that it's a, it's a micro dose. You know what I mean? And then it allows you to be in that space where you're, you know, you're still there and you're still doing your thing sort of the same way you would, but with this new perspective. So it's good to start build up from below as opposed to sort of go to go a little bit higher when you're high or you're feeling the effects a little bit more. I think that's just an important place to start. But yeah. even then, if you were just nibbling a cap and stem, you were probably around 100 milligrams. Okay. Maybe a little bit more. Yeah. It's so just a beautiful feeling. I feel like a kid again, which is exactly. how I right. generally feel, but just I'm just so appreciative and aware and happy. Yeah, very much. I sort of... Um, envision it like we would have like as we were a kid and we'd have an instinct and we'd go for it you know we just grab that toy or we just go yeah. and run outside or whatever and then as adults we have all these rules about how adults act and what we can do and what we shouldn't do and that's silly and all of these inner attacks and the way the mind works what the microdoses do is they allow us to just go right for the joy just like bring the kid self and go right for the thing i love that 
we need more more joy oh we all need yeah. more, jo- more joy i always called it joy <laughs> can you enlighten me a little bit about the history of psychedelic mushrooms i i'm even thinking way back ancient sort of civilizations do what do we know you know how the, they've been used medicinally for a long time. I know Western civilization very much has our eyes closed to that truth. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't know. That's an interesting question. I mean, I mean, there's certain parts of the world, there's some history of sort of uh, psychedelic and medicinal mushrooms being used, like, you know, South America, Mexico, that was the main sort of, there's the mushroom religion and mushroom culture. Also like in the Eastern world, Siberia, there's Amanita Muscaria and it's connected to shamanism over there. There's also certain traditions in like the Middle East, which are, you know, sort of lesser known, but, uh, you know, Mesopotamian, there's ancient drawings of like this mushroom man. But, you know, it's interesting because like you said, Western world, I was reading about this and I was shocked. I almost thought it couldn't be right. They didn't even know that magic mushrooms existed until the, the, the knowledge had lost into the mid 50s. When a, a anthropologist went down to study this in Mexico, you know, Europeans came and during that all period, they hid that all away. Mm. And, you know, they didn't reveal that because they considered it very sacred, like the highest level of sacred stuff. You know, there was not even the knowledge that there was psychoactive mushrooms until this man and his wife went down there and they documented it. That was, it was 1956, I think. I mean, I'm not 100% sure, but something like that. And then it was right just as, you know, LSD and certain things like that were you know, being invented and being discovered and coming into use. And it all just sort of, you know, exploded. There was a brief period there where it was being used in a variety of ways. Like in the 1950s, you're, the first line of treatment for alcoholism was you would get a dose of LSD and you'd see a therapist and you'd do a one hour session. Mm-hmm. And that's why it spread all through Hollywood and stuff like that. Like Cary Grant apparently did like hundreds and hundreds of doses because he was, you know, drinking a lot and it spread through all, you know, the stars. So that's, psychedelics were used for a brief period of time there and then it basically just was they were deemed that they had no therapeutic value and then it was just uh, you know now and here we are today yeah and here we are today and the whole fucking world is coming back to this wild truth that maybe the plants on earth can heal us it's crazy it's crazy to they at least have the equal ability you know it's maybe it's better that we don't necessarily try to make it all up ourselves you know we can trust in in those things you know we start going and tinkering around with all these chemicals and drugs it's not like it's not like that's worked very well exactly i mean the pharmaceutical polypharmacism is one of the biggest issues in society it's a domino effect of wellness issues They've pushed out everything and they've created a almost a, like a religion around that. They've got everyone buying into that, that this is the only, you know, repeatable tool that, that's available to us. Yeah. And they've cornered the market on it. Well, oh, there's wow. money being made from people being unwell, right? Yeah. We have a, hey. a system set up where it is very, very, very profitable for people to be sick. The idea of pat- patenting nature, patenting medicine, patenting these molecules that people desperately need for mental health care, I find it really unethical. But as you mentioned, like the mush rush is definitely, definitely on. We've actually had quite a bit of experience. With shroom, shroom boom, mush how, rush. How, how, Love <laughs> that. How do I Yeah, that's definitely very present. Um, it's definitely all around us. And it is exactly like cannabis, as you mentioned, for sure. So, right. You know, one of the main principles that we have, just for example, like our microdoses are about 50% less on average than any others that you can buy online. Okay. Accessibility is really one of our foundational guiding ideas. 
and really encouraging people to learn about medicine, grow medicine themselves, and helping them understand that plants have a lot of power for them that they mm -hmm. can have access to. There's a big education piece, I think, in what we're doing. Education is, is key because we blindly were led into the other thing, right? Absolutely. When we're not well, it didn't work. <laughs> None of us are well. And yeah, and they just want us to double down on it. You know what I mean? Yes. That's their, their answer is to just... Well, if antidepressants worked, we, depression would be going down, but it's skyrocketing. Yeah. Literally. And has been for decades. I'm not sure how they square that circle exactly. <laughs> Still have credibility, but... It's not that they don't work, it's that they're not working enough for everyone. There are people right. who have things. Or that there is a better solution. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And a, clearly a less harmful solution. And we're seeing now the medical community and even they're migrating to the mush rush and, mm -hmm. you know, accepting the realities, which is amazing. But yeah, you are also seeing the dark side of those things, which is the founders who have never had a psychedelic experience and never will. We know a lot of those <laughs> oh, people. We, of people. We, 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 they you call know. us all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wild. Maybe some anecdotal evidence. See, it was all happening so fast that there was people calling me into meetings so I could help them like pitch it to the investors when they were trying to do their, you know, they're going public and it's, they're just, you know, they're like, this is today and we don't know anything. But yep. I, I mean, I think it's critical to have the experience and the growth <laughs> and the awareness of yourself out of it in order to truly go into this with the right values, holding up the business like you guys are building, right? And how accessibility must be part of it. It is your awareness and your humanism that allowed for that, that made that happen. Thank you for seeing us. <laughs> I love it. No, I, I truly love it. And it's a beautiful, whoever's doing your branding, like beautiful. Thank you. You've got to tell yeah. everyone where they can find you online, throw out your at and your website and how they can get involved. Awesome. Please do come visit us at www.theultramystic.com or www.vellumhealth.com. And we are Vellum Health on Instagram and The Ultramystic yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, well, I mean, we're working on a few new products, we're working on a couple of interesting things. And we're working on, you know, we're just going to sort of expand the sort of offerings that we have and some more, you know, into a more a broader thing, some different items and some different things that should help you and like accoutrements and stuff like that, that will be good for your journey and good for your microdose. Ooh, and, I love uh, that. It's going to be really exciting. There's going to be some good new stuff coming too. Sweet. Potential, some extraction things and some different ways to deliver the medicine. This, is this a chocolate? I haven't opened it. I think yeah. it might be. It sounds like it. It sounds like it. <laughs> it smells <does>. like <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really and some new chocolate stuff, too. Yeah. Some yummy things that might, uh, yeah, you know, expand fun. on their chocolate offerings. And, and we're going to have like mushroom that. tea, one of the things that we're developing. So Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. I posted once a how to make your own mushroom tea and there was so much interest mm -hmm. around that. So I think it's really just a part of accessibility is formats. Yeah. People are used to supplements and we're used to chocolates and mm -hmm. you know they're not necessarily used to nibbling on a giant 
A hundred percent. This is a very, this is a very huge factor, especially with there's some stigmatized and you know just everyone's comfortable in their uh, everyone's comfortable in their own way, whether it be a tincture or something liquid or a capsule like that. So we want something for everybody, and I think that's important because you want a good experience. And you want something positive right from start to finish with your intention. Everyone's different. Tastes I so would different. so love to do um, like a little workshop thing about um, like ways to consume mushrooms or like even different beverages really effective like cacao and mushrooms is like a super powered adrenaline charge to the moon it's unbelievable or like citrus apparently vitamin C really really enhances the effect of mushrooms so there's all these kind of little concoctions that you can make that can really like amplify or change your experience. I love. Well, it's like the vitamin C. I think it's an acid. What happens is there's actually two different uh, active ingredients in a mushroom. There's the psilocybin and there's psilocin. So what it is, is each different mushroom has a different uh, amount of each one. And what happens is your body converts one into the other form. So it's, it has to do a second step to some of the active ingredient that's in there. So something like lemon juice or acid, what will happen is that'll A, draw the stuff out if you're making a tea or you're drinking it as a beverage. And it'll also convert all of it to one. So your body's ready to break it down. So you'll sort of get a, it's like, even though there's the same amount, it'll all come at the same time. So you get sort of an enhanced effect and you get a, faster onset we should do that a mush rush of course <laughs> mush rush a shroom room high tea <laughs> I, I love it honestly my last question is the sort of biggest wildest question and sometimes it stumps people but so just say whatever comes to mind but can leave any message with our listeners with our audience right now what would it be wow <laughs> that's a big one um, I would just like people to know that microdosing um, is a really accessible thing that's not scary. A lot of our clients are moms. I gave them to my parents who are just about 70. Um, so the range of people that they're effective for um, is really, really wide. When you email us or contact us on social media, it's actually Erin and I. So you can really ask us any direct question or specific question that you have. We're really interested in what's going on for people and what um, is useful to them. Yeah. That's excellent. That's all. <laughs> she said it quite well. Thank you so much. This was amazing. And I think it's such an important conversation to have. And at such an important time, mental health, mental wellness has never been more important. I think it's never been harder to come by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're getting a lot of influences that go against our natural instincts. You know, we're getting told to take pharma if we're sad. We're getting told to stay inside and watch TV. We're, you know, we're getting told to when we're outside to cover the face and not breathe in fresh air. And I think anything that can help people come back to our centers and our cores and ourselves and our truth, remind us that nature is our healer and remind us that we have the power to heal ourselves in a simple and kind of gentle way instead of everything feeling so volatile. I think it's important. I think a product that's doing that and, you know, a life's work is just so incredible so thank you for your mission thank you for your work and for your generosity with your time and your products with me i'm so (laughs) excited to get back get back in here yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, absolutely yeah i'm starting right now but i'm gonna start with the flow i'm gonna start with the flow perfect yeah yeah 
Definitely eat two flows. Oh, yeah. I think I might eat two. <laughs> I think I might eat two. But this has been a pleasure. You guys are amazing. Awesome. And thank you so much. Thank you oh, so much. We're really much. grateful. Such an amazing opportunity. And we're just so happy to connect with somebody like you and such an audience. It's really an honor. I, the mushroom itself, sorry. I just no, go ahead. The mushroom itself is such an incredible representation of the interconnectedness of us. You know, the mycelium network extends throughout the entire planet. And it actually is how interconnected human beings are. And when you eat mushrooms or you take microdoses, you can actually feel that level of interconnectedness. I think that's where a lot of the peace and kind of the happiness comes from in it. Right. And the return to the natural version of myself is really how it feels. Yes. What are how, like how many types or strains of mushrooms are psychedelic? Is that a weird question? No, there's a lot. There's hundreds. There's hundreds of types of psilocybe ones. And there's like even other sort of slightly different species like psilocybe cyanocins, which is something that we're just going to start working with and azurans, and they all have different amounts and different things. But there's literally like hundreds and hundreds of different ones. If you look through the the literature, they're finding new ones all the time that Mm -hmm. are got psilocybin in them that they didn't even know. And are people growing them? themselves at home now are you seeing that or sure yeah Yeah, there's a lot there's a big there's a there's a big industry right now and you know i this is something that we try to with regular mushrooms two years ago and stuff like that so there's people selling kits and i mean it's fairly easy to do so yeah people people are having people are having success doing that getting their growing their own medicine thanks for listening check us out on insta at high t.life Like us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and all the other things. Join our invite list and holla at your girl by visiting hightea.life.